Thank you for joining us for today's message. We are so encouraged to know that God is using the ocean to impact your life through the ministry of the word. Knowing that your life is being transformed is exactly why we exist. As our vision says, we exist to know Jesus and make him known. So sit back, relax, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your life through this message. morning we want to continue on in the sermon series titled heart of the house somebody say amen Amen. it has been an incredible few weeks of talking about our church man I love our church even though there's growing pains I love our church okay when my kids are complaining about growing pains I got a kid who's 17 years old and is almost 6'4 I don't know how or when that happened it just I closed my eyes and woke up one day, I was doing this, the next day I was doing this. But I remember him talking, Dad, my legs hurt. Dad, my back hurts. There's growing pains. They're growing pains. Doesn't mean I don't love him. They're growing pains. And in our church, we we are continuing to learn how to connect. Somebody say amen. Amen. We're We're continuing to learn how to grow. You know, week one of this sermon series, we, we talked about our heart is to lead everyone to a passionate and personal relationship with Jesus. Not just a personal relationship, but a passionate relationship where, every, where, where each person is excited about what God is doing in them as they follow Jesus, but not just what God is doing in them, but what he desires to do through them. And the next week, we talked about the power of connection and how all of us are called to connect vertically with Jesus and and horizontally with our brothers and sisters in the Lord. And and we use that phrase again that I've often mentioned, that, that coming together is the beginning. Keeping together is progress, but actually working together is success. And as a church, we've been called to work. We've been called to minister, if you remember the, the, the sermon I preached from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we have been given the message in the ministry of reconciliation whereby we are Christ's ambassadors. We represent Christ. We've been called to go and to represent Jesus. Last week, we talked about what it meant to grow And that fresh encounters with Jesus and frequent experiences with Scripture, faithful engagement with God's people, create a Christ-likeness. We talked about spiritual growth being a process, not a destination. You don't just finish a class and you're grown up. You don't just get saved and the process is over, but that growth process is continual for every believer until we get to heaven and we are fully glorified in Christ Jesus. We continue to grow that we are all in a growth process. And our heart for everyone who comes to the church is that we would engage that process and not be stagnant and not be still, but we would continue to grow in the Lord because the more we grow in the Lord, the more we experience the Lord, the more we understand who he is, the more we know him, and the more we know him, the more we will make him known. And today we want to talk about the third leg in our mission statement, which is simply this, serve. 
We do what we do by connecting, by growing, and by serving. There's no single factor that has greater potential for building a strong and healthy church than a congregation who is mobilized to serve God's purpose for their lives. Everyone in this room, whether you believe it or not, whether you're living in it or not, have a purpose. Just because you're not doing it doesn't mean it's not there. God has a purpose for every one of our lives. There is a reason why we are here. And when it comes to passionately following Jesus, we cannot separate serving from following. We cannot separate serving from following. In fact, Jesus said this in John chapter 12, verse 26. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant, notice he, he addresses those who follow him as servants. You hear that? Words are important. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Words are important. We got to pay attention to what the Bible says. Those who follow me are my servants. And where I am, my servant will also be. And my father will honor the one who serves me. My father will honor the one who serves me. Not just the one who believes in me, but the one who serves me. And as we, as we talk about in our church, we kind of have this little mantra from time to time. Saved people serve people. Saved people serve people. Saved people. How many of you are saved this morning? How many of you are saved? If you're saved and you know it, clap your hands. Right? You remember that? Huh? If you're saved and you know it, clap your hands. If you're saved and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're saved and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> saved people serve people. If you follow Jesus, you serve. It's not an option. Look at your neighbor say, it's not an option. It's not an option. One of my favorite pastors, as controversial as the world makes him, Brian Houston, of Hillsong Church, has this statement, and I really love it. It says, great churches aren't built on the gifts or talents of a few, but on the sacrifices of many. Amen. Great churches are not built on the gifts and the talents of a few, but on the sacrifices of many. And nothing helps a person feel more connected to God and to others or causes a person to grow like choosing to serve. Why? Why is that? Because we've all been called and created to serve. Take your Bibles, turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. We're going to read verses 4 and 5 and then skip on up to verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, and then verse 9. Verse 4 says, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, 
you also, like living stones, say, me also. Me, also. me, too. me too. You know, in America, not too long ago, there was a Me Too movement. Maybe we need to turn that over for something good and make it a Me Too movement in the church. So, but you also, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You also, say me also, you are being built into a spiritual house. Each one of us, a living stone, building the house, not a dead stone. See, see, some of us are dead stones. We don't do anything. We call that dead weight. And how many of you know that it's never good to have dead weight? You got to get rid of the dead weight. We got to, well, we, we call it in America, we got to trim the fat. The stuff that's not any good for the company, you got to get rid of dead weight. If they're not doing their job, you get rid of them. Well, praise God, Jesus doesn't see us that way. Amen. You know why? Because he knows you have a purpose. You just haven't discovered it yet. But what's happening here is his author is telling us you are, are to be living so just as Jesus is the cornerstone, you are being built upon him as living stones into a priesthood. And we're going to get that. Go to verse 9 with me really fast. It says, but you are a chosen people. <laughs> Say, he chose me. Say, he chose me. Say, he chose me. Oh, come on, say it like you're glad he did. He chose me. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. amen. He chose me. He chose, Jesus chose me. He says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. I underline that. You are a royal priesthood. That's a, that's a big statement. I'll tell you why in a second. So you are a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You are a royal priesthood. We are priests. And when we look at that role in the Old Testament, that means something. First of all, because he chose us, we have direct access to the throne of God. Somebody say amen. amen. Because we are now priests, we have the responsibility and the privilege of going directly to Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. That's a good thing. I don't need you to go for me. I can go on my own. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's good. We, we don't need someone to go with us. We are priests. We now have the privilege of going to the throne, but it's not just a privilege. How many of you know it's a responsibility? Amen. That for the priest, it was a privilege to stand in the presence of God, but it was also a responsibility. Amen. But not only was it going into the presence of the Lord, we also know that the priests were called to serve God's purpose. That's why they were priests. That's why the tribe of the Levites were set apart from everybody else. They were called to God's purpose. And this is what the author is saying. You, 
You are a royal priesthood. You have a purpose. And that is to call forth the praises of God. And we do that by serving. We do that through acts of service. You see, the reality is, as a royal priesthood, we must develop a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission. We must develop a great commitment. Everybody say commitment. Commitment. Everybody say commitment. Commitment. It's not an option. option. We must develop a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission. That great commandment, we know in Matthew 22, 34 through 40, it, it, it talks about the disciples asking Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus tells them the greatest of all the commandments is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is this, to love your neighbor as yourself. And we know that Jesus taught us what it means to love by serving. For the King of kings and the Lord of lords did not come to be served, but to serve. And if we love the Lord our God with all of our heart, our our soul, and our mind, and we love our neighbors as ourselves, then we cannot help but serve God and serve others. Because that's what it means to follow Jesus. And in that serving, God begins to reveal his purpose for us. You see, when God called Peter off of the water the first day, he didn't say, Peter, come, and sit him down and say, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. No way. He just called him off of the water from fishing. There was a process. Peter had to keep following Jesus until he got to the point that the Lord could reveal that purpose. But it was in his continued following of Jesus where Jesus was revealing to Peter what he had for him. There was no way God could tell him right when he called him off the water. Peter wasn't ready for it. He was just a fisherman. But after three years of following Jesus, walking beside Jesus, listening to the teachings of Jesus, three years of watching Jesus do miracles, three years of watching Jesus minister, after three years of knowing Jesus, the Lord looks at Peter and gives him the responsibility to make Jesus No, by serving. The last lesson he taught his disciples before he died on the cross was to serve when he washed their feet at the Last Supper. To love God is to serve God. To love people is to serve people. And in that serving, God's purpose is revealed for our lives. And not only is it a privilege, it's a responsibility for everyone who follows Jesus to serve. It's not an option. If we don't serve, we become 
dead weight. And how many of you know dead weight's heavy? Trust me, I know. <laughs> dead weight's heavy. And dead weight will make us tired. See, dead weight makes the people who are serving tired. Because they got to carry the dead weight. Oh, easy now. All of, our, all of our serve teams are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all these people that are serving on five or six different teams. <laughs> you don't see it. I see it in their heart. I, I know. But what if we all just served a little? Then nobody would have to serve a lot. For instance, in our preschool department, the last three weeks, listen to me. Everybody listen. Second service, for the last three weeks, we've had over 50 preschoolers. Think about it. 50, that's 5-0, not 1-5, don't get me wrong, 5-0, 50 preschoolers with maybe four workers. Mm, 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 mm. Poor preschool. Well, hey, quit saying poor preschool. Put on your big boy and your big girl pants and go work. Because it's not an option. You know, every week we probably have, what, Chris, 300, 400 cars come in and out of here? And maybe, 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 everybody say maybe. Maybe we have three guys work in the parking lot. Maybe. If we're lucky. That's a, that's a good weekend. <laughs> that's a good weekend. Why? We're a church of almost 1,000 people. What's wrong with this picture? We got a lot of dead weight. But God's doing good things, praise God. And some of you, I'm looking on your face, you're like, I'm tired of hearing this. Well, okay, you can go to a dead church if you want and sit there and suck air for the rest of your life and do nothing for Jesus. And have him look at you at the end of your life and say, well done, my good and faithful. Oh, what were you? I gave you chance after chance. You, well done, my good and faithful... Uh, Couch potato. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? I, and I'm not trying to be ugly. I, I'm trying to encourage you to understand that in your serving, you will find what the Lord has for you. So many people. So many people are searching and searching and searching. And I hear it all the time. I just want to know God's will for my life. Well, get off your rear end and start serving and he'll show you. Because he's not going to take you right out of the water and tell you everything he has for you. You, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> for me, it's been a process. I mean, he didn't just call me to Africa when he saved me. At 11, I would have said, <laughs> It's been a growth process for me. And that's what it is for everybody. The more we serve, the more he reveals. But we are a royal priesthood. 
which means all of us have a part to play in the church. Somebody say amen. And I want to encourage you because my heart behind all this and the heart of, of the house is this, is that everyone be able to walk in their God-given purpose to, to realize their God-given potential to achieve whatever it is God has for you. That's our heart. But unless we all begin to serve, that doesn't happen. We just sit in church and wonder. So I want you to hear my heart this morning. We have so many ministries at our church that need so much help. And I want to encourage you. Today we're going to dismiss, and right outside, you've got an opportunity to go talk to people from all kinds of different areas of ministry. It's time for some of you to serve. It's time for some of you to go to the next level in Jesus' name. Don't make me come and make you stand up, because I'll look at you right now and tell you who you are. I, like, got Superman eyes on right now. I'm looking right at some of you. What is your problem? Why are you settling for less than what Christ died for? You're choosing to live for less than what Jesus died for. Jesus died on a cross so that we could experience everything our Heavenly Father has for us. But we are choosing by our unwillingness to truly follow by serving to learn it. That's our choice. So I want to encourage you today. You're going to have an opportunity. Go grab some coffee. Get some food. I mean, there's some bites over there. They're good. Trust me. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> grab you some of that. And spend some time talking to some of our serve teams. Find a place for you. Find a place for you. Look at your neighbor. Say, find your place. <laughs> Say, find your place. Oh, but Pastor Jimmy, you don't even know I'm old and I'm hurt and I can't serve. Hello, welcome to the ocean. It ain't much. We'll give you a chair to sit in. If you just be willing to hold a sign and say, welcome home. <laughs> we got roles for everybody. Ask me. I'll help you find a place. Because we need help. Somebody say amen. 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 And we've all been called to serve. And so I want to encourage you today. Serving unlocks the door for people to connect. Serving unlocks the door for people to grow. And the heart of our house is to connect and to grow, and we do that best by serving. Amen. Hey, I want to bring up a friend of mine really fast, someone I'm so stinking proud of, and uh, she is the epitome of what it looks like to serve and the epitome of what I'm sharing with you this morning of how we serve. As we serve, God reveals our purpose, okay? Something cool is about to happen, and I want to share it with you. Kat, would you join me on the platform, please? <laughs> See, Kat doesn't know this part of this morning. But Kat, since day one that we've been here, has been such a faithful servant at the ocean. Right. 
In so many ways she has served, in so many different capacities, above and beyond in many cases. And we've watched her grow from someone on the worship team to someone who helps lead the worship team. Even when Lily's gone, Kat's like the one. And you know how she's learning to do all that? By serving. Our Christmas spectacular? (laughs) There's a lot of it right here. And so many of the things we do at the ocean, Kat has been such a large part of. And she's done it simply by serving. And I've watched her for five years just consistently serve, 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 serve. And little by little, Kat, God's been opening doors and revealing things to you. And just a few weeks ago, I was in my office and she wanted to meet with me. She sat down across from me. She said, Pastor Jimmy, I got to tell you something. I'm like, okay, Kat. She said, I feel like God's calling me to do something. I'm like, I know he is. I don't know what it is, but God's calling all of us to do something. (laughs) God's calling you to do something. So this week, yeah. Happens this week? Ah, yeah. (laughs) This week, Kat is stepping away from the professional world. Remember I read earlier, we have so many young men and women who are diligently and sacrificially following the call of God on their lives. Stepping away from the professional. She's a doctor. This is Dr. Cat. Dr. Cat is stepping away from the professional world to go serve at an orphanage. For the next how long? Until God's done. Oh, you don't even understand. Listen. Stepping away from salary, stepping away from security of what we call security. She could be walking up that ladder of success anywhere she wants to work. But she's choosing to serve. And this week, she leaves the ocean for as long as God wants her to, to go where? Going to Mwanza. <laughs> to serve at an orphanage to do what? Tell us. You have a microphone. Tell us what you're going to do. Okay. Um, I was a little surprised. I didn't expect this part. I know. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go build, uh, start a dispensary for the orphans in Mwanza. Now, if you've never been around orphanage ministry, that's a huge deal because most of our orphanages in Tanzania don't offer that luxury. They don't. So what you see, Kat has been serving and serving, and as she's served and served, God is revealing and revealing, and God is calling her to the next level to meet a need that is so necessary. And that's cool, but the coolest part is this, is that Kat said yes. Kat said, I will serve where you ask me to serve. And Kat, we love you. And we're excited about your future. And we are going to be a part of it. We are going to support you. 
We're going to help you, and we're gonna do whatever it takes to make sure that you have what you need in order to follow God's call in your life. We love you, and we thank you for all that you've done for us at the ocean, for being you. Thank you for your passion to follow Jesus. Thank you for your compassion for others. And God's bringing it all together, and great things are about to happen for you, Cat. And we are excited for you. Amen. So here's what I want you to do. I want everybody to stand with me. We're almost done. I want you to reach your hands forward. We're gonna pray for Kat, because this week she leaves her family, she leaves the comfort of home to go and serve where God's calling her. Father, today, we thank you for Kat. We thank you for the example she's setting forth for us today. And we pray, God, for your anointing to be upon her. We pray for your protection, Lord. We pray for your provision, Lord. We pray for your power, Lord. And we pray that your purpose be lived out in her life. Father, we thank you for calling her. And Father, we are respectful this morning of her willingness to say yes. And God, would you go with her? God, use her. May she be broken and spilled out and filled up again for your glory. God, would you use her to touch the lives of children? Would you use her, God, not just to touch their medical issues, but their spiritual issues? As she builds relationships, Lord, may she, may she find herself in critical conversations about salvation and their need for a Savior, Lord. Would you use her, God, as your ambassador, your representative, the lives of children who desperately need you more than they need medical attention? God, I thank you for Kat. Anoint her, Lord, I pray. Be with her. And God, let us as a church get behind her and beside her, support her and love her, and do all that we can to make sure, God, that your will is lived out in her life. We thank you, God, for what you're doing. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Kat, we love you. Thank you so much. Amen, amen. You see, church, that's what it looks like. And for every one of you, God has a calling. You just got to follow it. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message. We thank you for the heart of the house. God, would you call each of us to serve? Help us to serve well. Help us to serve right. God, help us to, to do what you want us to do. God, let us not take for granted what you're calling us to, but help us, God, to live it out. God, help our church to connect and to grow through acts of service. Cat's just one story. There's 999 more. God, help us to live it out. I love you, Father. I thank you for this day. Thank you for all that you are and all that you're doing. God, help us to serve in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great week.